Welcome back to Sci-Fi Cross-Sections, a podcast dedicated to everything science fiction. It's me, your sci-fi boy, Colin Brandon, and with me today is... Jason. I am Ben Young. Andrew's back. I'm Bill Jarvis. You guys actually do, like, physical motions during your introductions. I mean, I did that time. I don't normally. I'm just skiing with my arms. I'm so excited. I got a lot of energy. Whoa, wait. It's Friday. (laughs) Why, Why are they listening to us on Friday? Well, well, because a very important movie came out on Thursday. Cats. <laughs> when you're a cat, you're that's a cat a, all the way from your first. Sig- that's right. I don't I know. think so. Welcome to the Cats podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, where we talk about I'm your host, Jerry Cats. Cat. Anyways, no, today we're talking about Star Wars. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, episode nine. Yeah, we just got out of the theater. We just got out of the Less theater. Less than half an hour ago. Here, the journey's over. Lit up the mics, opened the uh, the cans of hard seltzer. I'm not giving any brand. Thank you. Brands away until uh, we get sponsorships Buy from us. Buy our support. <laughs> Message us on Facebook if you would like to if you would like us to support you. Slide into those DMs. Anyways, so Star Wars. Holy fuck, boys. Um. That's one. <laughs> I don't even. Um, There's a lot to unpack. There, there is a lot like, to unpack. I, I honestly regretted coming up with this. I like that we came up with this. Not like me, but like that. Like we were like, oh, let's record it immediately after the movie. Like the moment the movie was over, I was like, oh my god, I need a minute. Yeah, I need a minute to just like sit and think. And but like that's what Monday's yeah, for. Well, Caroline was talking to me in, in the car, and she was asking me like what I thought. I was like, Caroline, I I, I don't know just yet. I have to save it I, for the cast. I, I, no, I was just like, I hope I have something in time for the cast, and I kind of processed a little bit here. Yeah. Um. Okay. Every everybody's here for our Star Wars boys, so you want to start with that exposition? Oh fuck! I got to do a synopsis. <laughs> oh there baby. Was, let's oh. start with our forty-five minutes of exposition. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker is about the surviving resistance faces the First Order once more time for the final chapter of the Skywalker. I don't. I'm not synopsizing this. That's if you don't know accurate. what it is, go home. Yeah. Well, or if you're at work, please stay there until stay your there. shift you, is over. You need, you need to do that. Unless you are flush with money. I don't know. All yeah. right. Send Just us quit. some. Boys, so. Do you want to point at us? Yeah, I'm going to point at you. I'm going to start with Miller. What am I supposed to say again? Just a phrase about how you think. I liked it, but. That's a good phrase. That, oh, that, that leaves us wanting more. So, yeah, we're gonna, great. All right. Bill. Next. Liked it. Lots of inexplicable things. All right. Next. Let's go. Yeah. All right. Jason. A sloppy checklist that was a lot of fun. <laughs> ben. Something I enjoyed that I'm not sure if I'll like later. And Colin. Colin. I liked it, but why? <laughs> no. Okay. So why That's do you so like good. it? 
or why does it like are you are you saying why do you like it or why, why does it exist does it exist because i'm, I'm very, saying i'm saying thing things I, i'm asking why i like it i'm asking why does it exist and i'm asking why did they make the this is fun. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the same boat as why do I did I enjoy it at the very least? Because I know I enjoyed it. I know I had a good time. And I'm I don't know why I did. I like if someone's like, well, what was your favorite part? I'm gonna go, I don't really know. <laughs> like, you know, I didn't really think I had a favorite part. I just enjoyed the ride. You got something you want really want to say. He's losing it. No, I just think this is actually really fun. I, I this is the first time we've done this soul. We've never uh, done it in this like, format setup, but yeah. I'm like actually pretty like wired, pretty jazzed about it. There's a lot of stuff. Again, too, these are all kind of our raw impressions because we literally just walked out of the theater, yeah. and uh, especially with uh, you know our previous cast, we were talking about. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know if you guys did, but I watched the entire saga in preparation for this, so I really was like watching this and hoping for like an ending an ending to the whole saga. And in some ways it definitely tried to be that, but I don't think it really, I don't know. It, it tried to not be weighed down by the, what came before, but at the same time, JJ threw so many references in. I think I turned to Bill a few times and went, JJ, (laughs) you know, um, sorry, before we continue, are we going to spoil this? Spoil like, it Monday. The listeners should know. Like, yeah. uh, sh- should we keep this spoiler free tonight? I think spoil it. I, spoil it on Monday. I can't not spoil it. It's hard. Everything it I want to talk about is a spoiler. Yeah, um, all right, so yeah, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna stop here, ladies and gentlemen. If you have not seen the movie yet and you do not want it spoiled for you, turn this uh, episode off and resume it once you finished. Having said that, we are now going to spoil the shit out of this movie. They've gotten our first impressions at the very least. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Good go. point. Good point. There you go. I like it. I like the the one liners there. That was good. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That I, was good. I, good I, idea, I like. Me. I like. Okay. I like there. There was a general. Um, okay, going straight to the ending for me. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally going there. Because like last time I was talking about like the balance of the force, right? And the fact that I thought there would just be this gigantic shift in the force. And I think that's exactly what we got. Yeah, absolutely. Was there just gigantic shifts, you know? And we kind of got an idea of how, of how the force kind of persists, you know? Like the Sith, you know, the power... <laughs> There's always a balance in the force, and that's represented by the fact that there are Sith that, you know, have a physical presence, and then the Jedi that have a sort of presence, you know, the voices, um, and that balance, there can never be energy that's created or destroyed, it just shifts and moves around, and so, like, we'll, you know, they give you your strength, the Sith give you your strength, and that was a huge thing it kind of like put a cap on what the force is. Yeah. Cause you know, it was this mysterious thing for so long and now it kind of is, it kind of in my mind is just like, okay, the force is, it exists and it's always in balance. And that is because it exists in this personified way. That's how, that's how I feel. Yeah. I, so so here's here was probably the biggest question that hung over me, especially in the final 20 minutes of the film. 
because we don't get a lot of answers as far as it is Palpatine's in it and he they don't hide it. They literally say in the in the scroll like Palpatine is speaking from the dead and it's like dead speak. the dead speak, which I love that line. I, I think love all that of sense. us kind of looked at each other when uh. As soon as I saw the dead speak, I just started nudging yeah. you. Yeah, like, so was, all right. He lived. All right, fine. Well, to that, to that kind of point, he even says it in episode three. You know, he talks about Darth Plagueis. Yep. And the ability to sort of live past your death, and uh, it just seems to me like that's what he did. I mean, he dies off camera for God's sake. He's thrown into exactly. a reactor core, but it's still an off-camera death. You still don't really know mm -hmm. exactly. But here's the big question I had in that final scene with him, him Ray and Ben against him. The, the crowd, his cult. Mm -hmm. Are we calling them Sith or are they just cult I of think Palpatine? Just, I think that's just Palpatine cult. Uh, I was going to say, wasn't that like, it's kind of like how the Jedi exist in the Force. I thought that was the Sith existing in the Force. So here's the thing. If... This this is why I ask, because it, it means a lot and it has like some pretty big ramifications for what happened to Palpatine between Return of the Jedi and now, because and, and this is really good. So out of everything in Star Wars that I'm like about, because I'm not like major EU boy, but what I the one thing I am really about is the Sith, because I think that uh, the Sith have always made a lot of good points. I think their downfall has always been rule the galaxy as the end game. But I Palpatine was one of those that I've always considered a false Sith, where he um, he follows the teachings and he, he gets the rules, but he killed Plagueis while while Plagueis slept. Number one, which is kind of like a no, no. In, in Sith culture, it's a sign. It's to be so treacherous towards your master. Yeah, you kill your master. That's the goal. But to be so treacherous towards your master is um, is a sign of weakness. You killed him in his sleep because you weren't you thought you weren't strong enough to face him head on. And so in that way, he was always kind of a false Sith. And not to mention, he kind of always had, even in the EU before these movies came about, this god complex of trying to live forever. That's where that was Bane's hubris too back in the day, is that he wanted to live forever. That's what shifted Bane from a tragic from a tragic hero to a villain in his trilogy. The rule of two, though, is always sacred within Sith, and because they understand that spreading power out through an empire or through a cult in this case is weakness. It's yeah, like the end game for Sith is control, but they don't want everyone to be Sith. They want the the, the whole idea behind Bane's teachings is it consolidates the power of the Sith to just two. That way, its strength always passes from master to apprentice. The master is strong. The apprentice gets stronger. The apprentice becomes master. The master is strong. The apprentice gets stronger, so on and so forth. By having a whole colony of Sith in the way that the Jedi did, you spread that power too thin and it allows for cracks and weaknesses and treachery and it makes for a weak empire. All this backstory is to say what happened? Why did Palpatine decide that he needed a Sith cult if they are a cult, if they are a Sith cult or what? Because that's the big question for me. I don't care about anything else. I'm, I'm interested in that. I kind of just there. I mean, I don't think we'll ever get the answer unless some EU book answers it. But I wonder if all of them are just 
homunculi, just creations mm-hmm. of Palpatine to sort of help just get him, just sort of be servants to him. And they're all just his own Sith creation because clearly he's just harnessing the power of the, the dark side of the force to create the final order fleet in general. He didn't build all those ships. I doubt all of his little helpers uh, built all those ships under, especially underground like that. Yeah. Well, the other thing too, they were kind of bringing up as a point. So, I mean, I don't know if this is particularly what all those robed figures were, but they were experimenting with cloning there. That too. That True. was a big kind yeah. of part of it. So, but to me, I don't know. Again, but that was kind of his whole thing because it was Palpatine who commissioned the clones on Camino, right? And and in the EU, he was also big on cloning. He actually that was how Palpatine. Sorry, in Legends, in non-canon lore, now Palpatine lived on through clones, right? And he did not. He died at the bottom of the reactor, but he lived on through clones. And I, I just kind of wonder the the. I'm wondering if they're not sort of implying that the opposite of a force ghost, somebody who's so strong in the light side of the force. I'm wondering if the opposite isn't a force zombie, Mm -hmm. someone who's so powerful in the dark side of the force Mm -hmm. that their body lives on past death. What was, uh, what was the name of that, um, uh, that Sith who just felt so much hatred that he could not physically die. It's a legends character. Now it was Homer's Um, dad. It was yeah. I can't. Well, I can't remember uh, what the what the name is. I'll I'll maybe. Are you uh, talking about a uh, Scion? It might be Darth Scion. Yeah, it might it might be it might be Darth Scion. Um, I'll I'll look it up really quick and sort of uh, do that. But um, well, with kind of what we're talking about now, that was the thing. It's you know raw impressions here, so we've only all seen the movie once. But it was hard for me to really tell in those scenes if those hooded figures were like flesh and blood people Mm -hmm. or if they were like force like specters you know projections yeah the first thought i had well actually and you guys tell me what you think here but like when they go in that big like amphitheater where the throne is and everything it almost to me like i got the vibe that those were like the sith lords of the past it was almost like they were in this big Mm -hmm. arena Mm -hmm. and they were kind of you know and i was waiting for like not that they would have done it, but I was waiting for like a hood to come back and it's like, you know, Darth Bane or, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, we, we any of these kind of older characters. I don't know. I was waiting for something like that, but we didn't get it. But it, it was Darth Zion. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. I was going to say I, that's what I was trying to say before. I'm, I'm sorry. It's, it's cool. I haven't talked in like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you said exactly what I was trying to say before. Um the Jedi exist as ghosts, and then I do believe that the Sith exist in a different way from the past, like you said. So they have some sort of immortality on both sides. Anyway. He literally says, like, you will strike me down and my spirit will go into you, as will all the spirits of the Sith. Like, he literally referenced the fact that there are not a bunch of Sith. They all exist in one person so- at that time. So I think that is just, as you guys are saying, a projection of the Sith, but they're they're not all there. That's an interesting point that he makes there. Uh, is is that is how the Sith think that every all Sith live on through the Master because everything they've learned and everything they've taught down to their apprentice is passed on continuously. The idea behind Sith apprenticeship is really cool in that. Um, Some things are sometimes lost along the way, even because the master teaches the apprentice everything. The master is always ready for the apprentice to kill them. And 
the apprentice is always waiting for the right moment to kill them because that master always has something else to learn. So there will come a point where the apprentice decides it's time to do it. I got to kill him. And the master may not have taught certain things to them at that point. And so some things are lost. Even more so, that weirded me out a bit. What he said to Ray was, you know, spirit passes through because he he places a lot of faith on bloodline instead of actual teachings. She's even like, let's say Ray actually turned and bent the knee and struck down Palpatine and did as an as a Sith does to their master. He hasn't really taught her anything. Mm-hmm. I assume I'd have to assume that I'm like literally thinking as I talk that probably he left things for her in that case. Palpatine definitely strikes me as a dude who's ready to die in this movie. He's like, please, someone fucking do it. Uh, <laughs> until die, until he figures out that he just zapped the life out of those two crazy kids. Right. And as with every Sith, uh, you know, when they realize they have the, the key to immortality at their hands, they take it. It's, it's always the case. We see it with Bane, apparently with the Scion guy, and it's always wrong that's the most important thing for a master to stick around and live past the apprentice it's the same way in kind of a father child relationship or mother child relationship even where like the the parent should not outlive the child and it's kind of unsacred for that to happen so for the moment a sith decides like i want to live forever they're bad that's why we we understand in episode three that plagueis is bad because he immediately starts talking or not Plagueis. Well, yes, Plagueis, but also Palpatine is bad because he immediately starts talking about immortality and and how his master was on the is on the verge of this and kind of implies that he is now on the verge of this, too. So immediately knowing what we would know about the Sith and how LucasArts carried it all, we go, wow, okay, that's actually really not good. So that being said, too, I think the way that was framed, because I saw the the trailer, I guess, or whatever it was, the teaser where Kylo Ren goes to, um, I forget that planet, so I'm going to call it Zardos, but he goes to that planet. Um, Which one? The, the Palpatine planet. Pal- Palpatine Elect- planet. Electoral. <laughs> Electoral <laughs> College. Electoral. So he went to the Electoral College. Like, I saw that, and... I just thought that was a snippet from somewhere halfway through the movie. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that's the opening. Yeah, like that's one. that's where we we open up. And um just that the whole vibe of that scene was really I thought cool for this new trilogy. Um but it almost gave me and I don't know if you guys got the same vibe, but I I made a little mental note of it. It was almost like 1930s and 40s like Frankenstein, the mummy sort of like monster movie. Like yeah, I was waiting. Very crude science is going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. I was waiting. Like you see like these like Tesla coils and, and shit. Yeah. And, and I was Palpatine waiting for. Palpatine is a Sith alchemist. Well, yeah, absolutely. But the thing is too, when we see uh, initially, you can't really tell that he is hooked up to an apparatus. No, I had no uh, idea. When, when they have the big, cool. the big cool. thing at the end where, you know, you realize that arm. Mm-hmm that's plugged into him is what's actually keeping him physically alive. So yeah. like whatever secret of immortality he may have learned or may have learned pieces of, he's very fragile yeah, at that point. Flawed. It's very flawed. Cause you can see in the close-ups, there's all sorts of syringes and tubes and chemicals and his everything. His hands that's really... are all stitched. You can see his fingers are stitched up. It's really interesting. I want to go back to the beginning. 
That's yeah. what I want to do. I got tons. I'm trying to pack it in I here. Mean, yeah. I'm trying to pack I, it in. We won't get through everything today, no. but go no, ahead. That's why I, I'm my, feeling, my feeling about the first 30 to 40 minutes of the film is that they were trying to fit an entire movie in that 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. Because exposi- like we've said before, exposition sucks. You just try to make it suck less. Mm-hmm. And that's what they tried to do. I was actually taken out of the movie pretty bad in the first 30 to 40 minutes. And then when shit started going down, I was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then I started having a good time. I know the exact point you're talking about because I, I was thinking in, in Media Reese, <laughs> I was like, I was like, the movie could have started here. Like the, I, I forget exactly where it is, but 30, 30 minutes in or so, I was like, the movie could have started here and we would have been fine. Mm-hmm. It, you know, I think it was when they learned that Palpatine was here and that Ray was going off on the mission and stuff like that. I was like, this is when the movie starts. Right. The whole not Endor. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes down to the simple fact. And I hate to say it. Um, I was wrong. There was no plan. There definitely was not an over our overarching trilogy plan. Absolutely. All. 100%. Oh, no. The biggest thing that I got at the end of this was, yes, it was fun. However, no way in hell when, oh. when they were working on Force Awakens, no way in hell was that JJ sitting there with Kathleen Kennedy going, yeah, so we're on this planet, mm-hmm. and there's a giant Sith pyramid, and there's uh, all the uh, star destroyers are coming out of the ground, and they're gonna come through uh, slip space, and all it, that. less than that. <laughs> there's no way he ever said. And Ray, her last name is Palpatine, but we won't nope. find that out till later. I, there's no way. I I don't want to harp on this too much, but I I think the entire up until that that first thirty minutes or whatever mm-hmm. is just JJ trying to like make up for what happened in the Last Jedi, <laughs> which I, he didn't need to because the Last Jedi is a good movie. Bad movie. Shut up, Miller. <laughs> I just said I didn't want to harp on this. Well, I didn't want to. Fine, fine, I, fine, what, fine. What I believe is that like JJ for topic fight. JJ was just like. He was like, oh, man, I wanted to do so much with that. or I wanted to see so much done with that. And then it didn't happen. And he's like, I got to steer. I got I got a correct course. Well, he has said openly. Sorry, I I just really quick. He has said very openly that uh, his biggest complaint with The Last Jedi and my biggest complaint with The Last Jedi, actually, I agree with him, is that they they did not cut the three main characters, Ray, Finn, Poe, did not come together in a stronger way in The Last Jedi. In the in a way that they that the Han, Leia, and Luke do in uh in Empire, yeah, and that so he did have a lot to make up for in that because I do, I do agree that's the weakest part of Last Jedi is that they the characters still feel separate when they shouldn't at that point. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say now. Sorry, no, it's all good. So I think at one point I turned to Bill and I said, I just saw that Ryan Johnson is now blind. Because of how hard he rolled his eyes, they just popped right out of his head. Because there were certain things that came up, and it was like a, a complete refutation of what happened in Last Jedi. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they read the well. So the whole scene where they're on uh, Octo, uh-huh. and Luke comes in, he's like, "Ray, I was I was fucking wrong, man. I was I was mm-hmm. an idiot. No, the Jedi." have to live on you were the last Jedi. like to me it was interesting because even like when we just talked about uh jedi fallen order and you know a lot of the themes of that just generalizing and i'm not going to spoil anything for you guys but like maybe the jedi shouldn't continue in that way shape or form and i feel like at least in the ending like the ending ending which i'm sure we'll touch on a little bit it was a little bit more ambiguous than that but i was a little 
bummed out that they kind of leaned so hard back into that that you know the almost like the jedi have to continue in some way shape or form i was kind of hoping that in the ultimate kind of confrontation it wasn't and i'm you know and i'm the jedi i was kind of hoping it would be something a little bit more and i am the force she is a message from the force telling palpatine to fuck himself what i was gonna say is um what i believe is the balance in the force right a skywalker will bring balance to the force i believe that is kind of what happened at the end of this movie i believe that um you know the jedi had the jedi had 100 percent peace they wanted peace across the galaxy right um that was the idea of the jedi and then is it not i mean to i i've always felt that the in the idea of the jedi peace is control much in the same way that sith control of the galaxy is but is that i mean i i think that comes I think with my point though okay all right i think i think it's not a good thing right right I right, think right right if you do 100 percent peace then you know basically everything's stagnant nothing gets done right mm-hmm. and then but if you have 100 percent conflict like the sith then everything becomes destroyed and dominated and then there's no freedom and then when you balance the two, I think that's what Ray had. You know, she had she had some violence. She had some peace. She had some, uh, you know, you know, she had some coming to terms with, let's say, the Jedi. And also so, OK, this is a thought I just had. You know, her teachings are telling her that she's a Jedi. Right. But her bloodline tells her she's a Sith. Yeah. And so she's kind of a balance. She in my mind, Ray becomes the force singularity. Yeah. She is the I mean, there are still force users out there, as evidenced by Broom Kid from The Last Jedi, Uh but she has effectively become the culmination of the force Uh, in this instance. I mean, once she once she dies a natural death or whatever, theoretically, if if you talk about if you're talking about conservation of matter, all of that immense power is going to have to distribute throughout the entire universe again. And we could be right back where we are in you know 50 or 60 years uh-huh. um yeah but but it's so interesting you're right mm-hmm. you're right because i mean all of this energy from the sith all of this energy from the jedi all come to ray and it all balances out in ray mm-hmm. but like you said there's this huge wrench in the works that yeah. ryan johnson was just like oh the force awakens and other people and it's like yeah is that relevant to what i'm saying now i'm not sure well i i so you know, I like The Last Jedi. And oh, we one, know. Of, one of the biggest reasons I do like The Last Jedi is because it doesn't fan service. It's very much its own thing. It tries to be different and it brings new ideas to the franchise. And I think in that resp- regards, I think I think The Last Jedi, the title, was kind of his idea of putting that that bookend on the jedi and implying that ray was going to move on and start something else that wasn't the jedi but was still something like it it's a lot like what luke does with the jedi in the new jedi order uh series where he he starts the jedi up again but he removes a lot of the restrictions that caused them to be so stern and stoic and and blind in a lot of ways he he allows love he allows the things that are worth fighting for the things that are worth living for and i think that that's kind of what ryan johnson was trying to push the franchise toward and i don't think jj abrams reads books 
not because he's stupid. Read Star Wars implying, books or books in general? But books in fi- general. He's film. He's, he's a very, number one, busy person. And number two, he's a film guy. Yeah. So I don't think he knows that this is out there, whereas imply, like Ryan Johnson kind of implied he did. You get what I'm saying? So like JJ's like, I don't know why you were trying to get rid of the Jedi. Uh, they're really fucking cool. They got Mace Windu. So Jedi. You sound like JJ Abrams. <laughs> I, I assume so. I you know I'm I'm kind of mad at JJ actually right now because he's he uh he got his son a job writing a really fucking awful Spider-Man book. Jojo. Uh, Henry. And, uh, you know, they they are doing this book right now, and it's K-K. kind of the worst fucking trash on the planet. So <laughs> I walked into this movie already in a bad mood. Jeez. Uh, oh, so, because I was recently reminded that the book still exists. So. One other thing to say, and then I want to hear from Colin. Okay. Corbin Brando. Yeah, okay. Okay. Time, right? Last thing I was going to say about this particular thing we're talking about. So I don't know. That was my vibe. Like there were certain things with Ray's characterization in this movie that like it looked like they were going to go the distance with something or like he was going to play around with some really interesting ideas and then they backpedaled from it. Like mm-hmm. what we just talked about there at the end, I was a little kind of like, uh, you know, but I think some of that was rectified in the very last scene when she ignites her lightsaber and it's yellow. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of interesting, especially if you know the background of yellow sentinels, yellow lightsaber. So I think that was interesting, kind of a cool take on it. But like, if I had to pick a favorite scene, honestly, my favorite scene was probably when they're on that des- desert planet and Kylo Ren and Ray are both vying for control of that shuttle. And then she shoots the force lightning and oh, blows it up. It's great. That was fucking cool. And, and I was like, JJ, it's foreshadowing because who else do we see? Yep. Use force exactly. lightning in the series. But that was dark. And yeah. for a minute there when you thought, and obviously they're never going to kill Chewbacca that way. But I like, was like, for a second, I was, I was like, holy fuck, did stunned. they just kill Chewbacca mm-hmm. with Ray? You know, the, the, the children's hero of the new generation on a million and a half toy boxes. <laughs> And, you know, plastic lightsabers at Walmart <laughs> just blew up the 40 year old, you know, basically one of the mascots of Star Wars uh-huh. with force lightning. Like, you got to be kidding me. But at the same time, that was really cool. And I feel like that really touched on that whole dichotomy of who she is. And I think that happens before we know who she is. Yeah. So it was really interesting and really cool foreshadowing. But I kind of hope they would lean into that stuff a little bit more. And we really didn't get a lot of that. Now, Ryan would have made sure Chewbacca died on that ship. You would have you heard him die, too. Did, did everybody express what their favorite moments of the movie were? Favorite moment of the movie and what they least liked? All right, Jason, you kind of started with favorite moment. Give me your least favorite moment. Did you already do that? No, I didn't give a least. I'm just trying to run through. If you don't watch oh, it, I know fine. what my least favorite moment is. Hit it real quick. When Kylo Ren... And Ray kiss. Oh my God! Oh, that Jesus. was my least favorite Wait, moment. Was that? Groan so loud. <laughs> that <laughs> did that no. did not and need then to happen. That moment, sense. The moment was good, and it would have been just as good had they not yeah, done that. Like, because they could have hugged. I never viewed that as truthfully. Not to say they don't have any chemistry, but I, as a fan, never viewed that as their That's relationship. True. Well, who's to say that it was a romantic kiss? Who's the, who's to say that it's not a <laughs> It's not an, a, an outward outpouring of emotion, it's, it's an like expression f- of love for, hey, you saved my life, now I saved your life. And you're such a good friend. They could have done that with an embrace. Okay. There's somebody, no tongue, If somebody right? else made this movie and did that, I maybe would have considered that, but I, I don't think... 
All right. So I'll just say that my favorite movie or favorite scene in this movie was uh, Ben Solo and Han Solo. Oh, that was great. That was touching. That was there, there was such like the most emotional moment of this trilogy for me was when he kills Han Solo on the bridge. That fucked me up. I didn't see that coming. And then he uh, says the exact same thing. The, to the him. same motions where like he's he's bringing up the lightsaber to his father that second time. Because I, I know what I have to do. I just don't know if I can do it. Yeah. But Han says a different thing. Yes. Han in the in Force Awakens. Han says, "Let me help you." Mm-hmm. In this, he says you can do he it. He says you you do have the strength. Yes, I fucking. And then loved that it. final like, Dad, and then he like looks at him. He's like, I know. Oh, just harkening back. I'm it's sorry. Like, There's a love letter. That, 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 that was, was a great sense. redemption. I'm sorry, yeah. as a father, that just broke my heart. <laughs> just. Like, and, no, and, that was and, a really good scene. And it does show to go to show that there's kind of, there's like good fan servicing because that was very good fan servicing, mm-hmm. and then there's bad fan servicing. But I'll let you. Continue. Least favorite part, I want to say it's the kiss, but I also think that there's enough there between those two characters that they have such an intimate connection. It doesn't have to be romantic, but they do have an, an intimate enough connection that I can just I, I'm okay with that kiss happening. It doesn't really bother me. Um, I guess what I liked least about this movie was just the pacing, which I understand. You look at Return of the Jedi, the pacing fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. Um, episode three, the pacing sucks. To end a trilogy in Star Wars, I guess it's just impossible to have good pacing. But at no point did you just, like, breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that's safe that, to That's say. actually kind of been the same thing this whole trilogy, though. Episode eight, you don't breathe. Episode seven, there are a lot of good moments in that movie. Um... The Force Awakens that I think visually I just enjoyed and you had time to just soak it in with this one it too much nonstop that's my one complaint right off the top of my head uh Bill I was um Hux randomly defecting <laughs> no it was okay and and then randomly dying what randomly was dying that? like yeah. I, I okay so <laughs> Like, okay, so I get he had a man crush on Supreme Leader Snoke or whatever, and that Kylo was always getting in the way of him giving him little kisses or whatever, but, like, <laughs> to defect from an entire movement because of that? I don't know. Because he's I salty. This was pettiness, yeah. That, that just struck me so as pettiness. Petty. It's so he weird. doesn't have to, or uh, you don't have to win, he just has to lose. Uh-huh. Exactly. And, like, I, I mean, he was kind of petty the whole time toward Kylo Ren. Okay, that was there the whole time. But I don't know. Was it intense enough for him to just... Well, I guess if Kylo Ren is supreme leader, I guess it is enough. You know? I guess that is enough. Okay. I mean, I'm sure he was very unhappy, but it was it was not done well. Mm-hmm. The reveal wasn't done well. Him getting caught wasn't done well. It was just it was kind of like... To, to a character who's acted his ass off mm-hmm. in this trilogy, that was kind of a... Uh, I a agree. disappointing yeah. end to Hux. I, w- I just want to go back to episode seven when there's that scene when they first put on Starkiller base and they first shoot it and Hux is standing. Oh, Domino great. Gleason is just just standing there and he's just like practically crying. He was on a he was on a green screen soundstage mm-hmm. that he was acting out of his ass for that like well, almost in tears he's just like this is so beautiful the culmination of my life you know after seven he just became comic relief yeah. that's yeah. fortunately his character was played more for kind of the cheesy laughs 
you know, oh, I'm, I'm holding for hugs, you know, uh, oh, yeah, your mother, you know, that was. Can you hear me? That was him in, you know, eight. And then this one, he's, you know, the turncoat guy who what gets shot and blown 50 feet back. Five there. minutes of revealing he's the yeah. spy. And it's I thought like, there'd be more to that storyline, yeah. but. Anyway, your favorite it becomes a punching bag. My favorite. My favorite moment, favorite and least favorite. Oh, I would say, man, that's hard. I'd say the most memorable favorite moment. This may change after I think about it. That's the point of this cast, right? Is the um, is the Jedi speaking to her? I feel like that kind, just because of how I've been, my kind of zeitgeist thing happening in the last two weeks and of the Force is just kind of like came back and I was like, oh, this is the culmination of everything. And they got Part everyone. Wait until Part you, me. dude, they have more than you know in that fucking thing. So dude. that was the thing. I there know are for people fact... who don't even have fucking speaking roles in the original, or the sequel trilogy, or prequel trilogy that are, the actors came back and were t- talking in that shit. I, I know I heard Samuel Jackson. Yep. Yes. I heard I'll just do the list. It's Mark Hamill. Hayden. I heard Hayden, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I could. I, I could didn't hear you and McGregor. I was listening for him, but I didn't. This, I'm gonna throw this down on you guys. Hayden Christensen was okay. there. Olivia Dabo, Newton who Jen. played <laughs> Luminari Unduli in the uh, uh, prequel trilogy. Ashley uh, Eckstein, Eckstein, however you want to say it. That's uh, Eckstein. Oh, that was Ahsoka. That was Ahsoka. Nice. She was there. Uh, Jennifer Jennifer Hale, who plays Ayla Sakura, was in there. Samuel Jackson, you McGregor. Alec Guinness. Ian McGregor was in there. Yep. Uh, Frank I Oz was, I was there. For uh, I can't. Angelique Perrin, who plays Adi Galia. Th- these are like members of the council in the yeah. prequel trilogy. Can I ask for the most important one, though? Freddie Prince fucking Jr. was in there. Was he? Yeah, he was. Tell and me. Liam Neeson was in there as well. Uh, I didn't yep. hear him, but oh, I was hoping they all came I'm excited to go through that scene again. And you know what? It was a great way to do it to not ha- to have their voices and not have them like cornyly appear. See, that was there. the one fan servicey thing that I was up until the la- up until we got the you know shot to credits. I was hoping, like when Ray looks back on Tatooine and she sees uh, Luke and Leia standing there, I was hoping that it was just gonna be. Everybody. I wanted everybody there. standing there. You got 2019 Ewan McGregor. Gregor just like hello there. The and yep, you got yep song starts playing. And we're just yeah, like, yeah, that would have been great, man. I would have been dancing on my I fucking chair. I wanted a whole crowd of Jedi there. I really did. And like, they're all they giving got, a thumbs up. They got like, they got solo yeah, cups. Someone's got a Jedi keg. <laughs> congratulations, Jedi Congratulations, congratulations, congratulations. They got the banner up there. We're gonna cover that one yeah. someday. The Force banner from Party City. <laughs> Congratulations. Oh, man. <laughs> Miller? Um, what did I like and not like? Um, obviously, the subject change. Um, I really, I, I actually kind of really liked that uh, opening montage where Kylo's going all around and doing all the stuff. It was cool. It was, re- it was pretty cool. And it was cool to see, like, it's like, oh, all right, well, this is a believable reason for Palpatine to kind of still be kicking around or whatever. Um, what I didn't like, there wasn't, uh, as of right now, anything, um, there wasn't a scene in particular that I didn't like, but what I do hate, um, and it's kind of indicative of, uh, I really think it's kind of Disney's fault. And I think that people are, I think there's just like a quota that people need to make. It's all of these extremely like deadly serious moments that are just cut off by these dumbass jokes. 
and they did it a lot less in this movie, but they did still do it. Um, there's a, uh, it's called bathos when you just totally, you have, you have a super, like a deadly serious moment. And then all of a sudden it's just something Un- unnecessarily like comedic happens That's and my it life. does not but it doesn't it doesn't work in this case i hate like, to say it but uh willie shakespeare did it before disney it doesn't matter and star well, wars did it in the original trilogy so i think i will have to topic fight you on that one that's my life Seriously. no I, to, to miller's point i think having like being pretty fresh on these right now they did but it was done a little differently I feel like they had dumbass moments in this. Like they like like I said, it's less egregious than the last Jedi. It is. The last I, it Jedi is less funny than the last Jedi. It's when it should be. I mean, like it, it we it, we're you've got to you've got to you've got to choose a tone. How do you want this movie to come out? We know that it's designed to sell toys for kids. But how do you like do you want this to be a tonal just mess? Do you want this to be all over the place not really knowing what its voice is saying like this is the culmination of like 40 50 years of movies like 40 years exactly you have to like you have to you have to you have to say something like you have to be like you know this is where i'm putting you know my flag in the ground this is the the bookend theoretically this is the bookend to the series and if you don't if you don't get the tone just if you don't get the tone, if you don't know how you're trying to sound, it really could just be awful. And in my opinion, thankfully, it's pa- it passes. It passes my muster. And maybe that doesn't mean much, but uh, I'm a little surprised. I did. Um, I did get a lot of enjoyment. I'm a little surprised that you liked it so much. I really did enjoy it for me, though. I, and again, I'm, I know I'm going to see it again, but it checked boxes and it answered questions and it it kind of it got there ultimately but i don't know if watching that as the penultimate this is it for that saga i don't know if it really because i mean you made a good point there when you're talking about the tone i enjoyed it so i mean there's more things i liked about it that i'm going to pick apart but i don't know if it really nailed that Mm -hmm. maybe that's going to require more viewings for me but i don't know well i don't think it nailed it either but yeah i mean i mean it did the best job that it's going to do well that's the thing ultimately i feel like given kind of the history of what we saw with this trilogy that truly was the best Mm -hmm. they could have whipped up given kind of where they were at yeah, i really kinda, yeah. now i'm starting a petition hashtag i would like to see the trevorrow cut <laughs> i would like i would like the trevorrow cut released he didn't even start Dude, it no, we're, we're just <laughs> give him the footage no, but... he got a story by credit <laughs> gentlemen we are gonna start that hashtag, hashtag cut. no but but that was the thing i just feel like we already talked about it so i won't hammer on it at length but this was not planned out. And I feel like this was more, it was a collection of characters that got put into situations and that's this new trilogy, but there was no point A to point B to point C to point D. I I truly, I think they just kind of went along, made it up as they went along. And, you know, now we have something that resembles a coherent arc, but I really don't think it was what they had intended 10 years ago or whenever they were planning it out. One hundo. Ben, lay it on us, my man. 
I'm going to start with the least favorite because that's freshest in my mind right now. Also, it's oh. good to start with the bad and end with the good. What I want to talk I'm about. Okay uh, uh, four years ago, after Kylo Ren stabbed his father, I was very much in the I don't think he deserves a redemption boat. I thought that was kind of like the ultimate bad thing he could do. And then just recently I was I was watching I was not watching. I was going through Facebook and I have a Facebook friend who was like, if they redeem Kylo Ren, I will never watch a Disney movie again. And I was like, that's a bit of an overreaction because I started thinking about it and thinking about all my experience with Jedi Fallen Order and all that. And like the Star Wars franchise, everything like the theme overall is about hope, I think. And I think that, you know, four years ago, I wouldn't have said this, but I don't think anyone is without redemption in some way. With that being said, he should they shouldn't have fucking kissed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Let's go back to this. <laughs> what the fuck? Don't like, you that kiss was, your poor sister? That was the most what the fuck? Yeah, they, they really were more siblings than You're anything right. I always got. You're right. And it was the most what the fuck moment I've ever had, I think, in a movie ever. I was like, what? Why are we doing this? Honestly, I, I wanted it to be longer and more passionate. That's what I wanted. I just wanted I wanted to hear the lip smack. I wanted them to fuck right there. <laughs> I was gonna say I wanted full <laughs> anal penetration. <laughs> oh god. Guys, just kidding. We gotta be we gotta bring it to Peg <laughs> Kylo. Cut straight to Gonzo porn. <laughs> Take this from a PG-13 to an NC-17. Right in the middle of the movie. It was fucked up. It was really, it was really screwed up. Like, I like that they redeemed Ben. I like how they redeemed Ben. And then it all got fucking blown away with that kiss. Like, holy shit. Whew. Go ahead. Because they, they hang on that scene for so long. And, and I, literally, I literally was in my fucking seat like this. Don't do it. <laughs> we screamed. We were like, ah. Like, it was awful. Oh, man. Um, and there was, there was just like that weird, like, uncomfortable clapping in, in, in our audience. Some people liked it. I don't even know what the fuck uh, is wrong. I heard, I heard, oh, I heard like, some I heard, girls I heard, like, yes. Yes! Yes! They wrote, they've been writing fan fiction about this for years. They finally got their wish. And then he dies, which I thought was great. I thought, I, I you know, erase the kiss. I thought it would have been a great redemption arc, but it, that was, it ruined his entire character arc mm. for me. Um, My favorite part is actually that it's not a part, it's the idea, something that I said wish was done more. What? <laughs> Jason's making obscene gestures about how Kylo and Ray should have ended their relationship. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I missed it. <laughs> no, no. I, we're, we're running short on time. Sorry, so okay, yeah, we got to wrap it up. Go um, I had wished in our speculation podcast and our retrospective that uh, Ray walked the line more. Because uh, I, I felt because, uh, you know, remember I had said that she seems like the character, the kind of character who's not a full Jedi and she should definitely have walked the line of the dark side much more. And I really think we got that in full force and done very well in this movie. Uh, it, it, it got to the point where like, yeah, obviously she's not going to turn to the dark side 
by the end of the movie. I thought if she does start to turn, like Ben might come to help her or something. I know that she was acting like she was turning to ben, to Palpatine because she sensed Ben was coming at that point. But it was good to have her walk that line, to have the lightning come out, to have her uh, fear what her name meant. I thought that was really interesting. Ray Palpatine is a little weird for me, but uh, I I really liked that whole character arc for her. I thought this was actually Ray's strongest arc in the trilogy ever, and or in, in all three movies. And I'm a little sad that she said she's never fucking doing another one of these again because I'd be curious as to what's next. But hey, fuck you, Star Wars fans! You've ruined another good thing. You know, I just thought too. This is just an errant thought here, but I, I it didn't hit me till right now. I was thinking about that ending scene. I was kind of contemplating it. And when that old, like the camel lady or whatever she is, when she says, oh, Ray, Ray, what? And then she like kind of sits there and she thinks a minute and then she looks at the force ghost <laughs> and she says, Skywalker. And it didn't hit me till now, but the Skywalkers are done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're yeah, all gone. It's, it's, There's no I, it didn't, Skywalker it, left. Because we're, th- we're not, you know, what, what's canon now is canon, right? And I know what was canon is still canon until they make it not canon i said canon a lot there but ultimately they're done ben died so right that is kind of i guess as far as the arc of the bloodline of the skywalkers that's it right and ray will carry on their teachings she's the light side darth sidious now so that's kind of interesting Unlimited flowers, <laughs> unlimited chowder, unlimited showers, <laughs> unlimited truly. Oh no! Unlimited <laughs> Werther's Originals granddaughter. <laughs> so I, I think that's all we're going. Un- unlimited snow clones in the fishbowl. <laughs> I think that's all we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, everyone, thank you. Unlimited for joining us uh next week we're going to give you the star wars video game that we just covered fallen order fallen order and then the week after that we will give you our fully digested actually thought out analysis of this movie this was our emotional reaction next comes logic yep we'll think about it We'll let Talk you know about what it. we think We're about tell it. you what we think about we'll it. We'll dissect yeah. it. <laughs> tell what you want to Is that what we do? Uh, anyways, thank you all for listening. Um, <clears throat> if you get the opportunity, uh, actually, there is no opportunity. Make time. You need to fucking leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't, I, 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 I can't fucking stand you. Jason, do your thing. I have one thing to say to that. <clears throat> He's putting his head up. Review it. <laughs> Done. That's it. Review or That's review all we needed. Put that, no Put that at the beginning. Review it. Please, if you care about us, review us. Do it. Do it. Anyways, until next time. Four years ago, I, 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 I've changed a lot in four years, I think. And four years ago, I was very much when. When, shut the fuck up! No, I, I didn't fucking, do no, I fucking hate you. <laughs> no, just the, the facial expressions that you guys make when he says shit. It's like, really, what? Oh, just, just ignore me. It's not hard to ignore me. Go. You've changed a lot All women do. I, I. <laughs>
Oh, no. oh, God. oh, we need to insert sad music here. How could this happen?